Big welcome to my LG Tribe. Our podcast is for the 9 to 5ers who want to leave, for those who took the jump and want to make the leap, for those seasoned pros who want some serious gains. So here's my call to action for you guys. Time for some short-term pain for some long-term gain. If you rate our podcast, then head over to Apple Podcast and Spotify to subscribe, leave a review and give us a 5-star rating. When you do that, we'll give you a shout-out on a future episode as Top of Our Tribe. Okay, Tribe, welcome to this week's LG session. So, Jane, are you ready for the gym? I am so ready. Awesome. Lovely. Okay, viewers. Okay, listeners. My first guest tonight is Jane White, who is the first female CEO at Boss in the company's 26 years history. Boss is one of the leading distributors of office stationery and furniture in Trinidad. She holds a Master's of HR Management and a Bachelor of Commerce from the University of Guelph in Canada. Hope I've said that right. Jane is also a board member of of the Labor Relations Committee at the Chambers of Industry and Commerce. Now, Jane, I've I've given our viewers a brief oversight into who you are. Could you go a little bit deeper? Sure, Kevin. Uh, Well, I'm born and raised in Trinidad. Uh, That's where I work, as you said. I'm the CEO at Boss. And my current focus right now is to excel at this role. I'm coming up on, you know, year three, if you would believe it. So October (laughs) will be then the third year. So October 3rd will be the start of the third year. And I'm just trying to do my best there and to have as many adventures as I can. Um, Like travel, I'm going to San Francisco in September and really just looking forward to strike that balance between work and fun. Perfect. And and did I did I pronounce it right? The university. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did a good job. Great, great. I've been practicing that all day, by the way. (laughs) All right. So look, as I like to start, you know, the podcast is my favorite thing. My favorite thing is would you share with us your morning routine? So one of the most important things for me after I wake up is actually to call my dad when I'm on the road, because I think that relationship is something that I want to continue to nurture as he goes older and I grow older. And he's someone that understands me. So if I'm ever feeling a bit overwhelmed or frustrated, he helps put things into perspective and actually reminds me of how strong I am, even though on the days that I forget. But I think moving forward, um, there's lots of things that I want to do to revamp my routine. And I think, yeah, I actually listened to one of your first, I think it was first or second podcast. And you were talking about, you know, waking up, taking it all in, not listening to social media, you know, taking those moments for yourself, planning throughout the day. And I was like, oh, I need to stop hitting my snooze button as much as I do. (laughs) And I need to just revamp it to enjoy the morning a bit more before I rush off. No, I love that. And you know what I love about what you're saying is that, you know, people like you, I mean, this podcast, like I was saying to you before, it's all about people on the journey, sorry, starting a journey on the journey and someone like yourself who's made it. And what's really clear from what you've just said is that continuous improvement. So when you said I wanted to revamp my my morning routine, you know, that was such a refreshing thing to say because so many people are stuck in their morning routine and they do nothing to sort of change it and expect different results. So uh, this moves me nicely onto our second question. So who inspired you and what did you learn from them? 
So I would actually have to say, when I'm thinking about this question, you came to mind as Kev P. Martin, <laughs> because <laughs> you taught me how to visualize my success and how not just only to do that, but to walk through every detail. So I'd, I'd never forget like one of those moments where you walked me through every step of my first morning as the new CEO two weeks before I got the job. And you said, um, what does your morning look like? And I was like, okay, well, I get inside, I sit down and you're like, no, where are you going to park? Who are you going to see? What are you going to do next? And you kept on challenging me to be specific with all these details. And I was like, who cares where, where I'm going to park and who's going to you know, meet me in the front? But it was so helpful. I was hesitant. But now I do that all the time. And every time... I, you know, think about something I really want. I really try to get detailed and granular. Mm. Even when it's like a parking spot at the mall, I'm like, okay, it could be next <laughs> to a red car. It could be next to a blue car. I'm going to get that spot. So I really feel like you inspired me to continue to do that along my journey and to continue to apply it. So thanks. Oh, listen, and to all the life gymmers listening to this, I did not tell Jane. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true tell you no yeah that's true no and i listen i really appreciate that because i remember when we did our work together you know in trinidad i remember you one of the things that was really why we were really drawn together is the fact that you you had this infectious ambition what's next and how do i do it and it was just so you know it was one of the things that i just found so inspiring that you were so driven and I remember thinking to myself, Jesus, this girl is so driven. She's going to get this. She's going to get the role. You visioned it. You, you made it happen. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, listen, and thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, okay, so the third question we've got, this moves me nicely into this question, which is tell us about, and this is really in, important, I think. So tell us about your biggest failure that you've ever had and what did you learn from it? So... In, it was probably about 2008, actually. So almost like 11 years ago. And it was my first time as a manager level. And the incident stuck with me forever because it taught me to be prepared mm. for meetings when you're dealing with employees. Right, okay. Because you never know what they're going to say or do. And you never know how important that meeting is to them or how prepared they're going to be. Mm. So I had gone into this you know, because one of the employees, she was late frequently and absent frequently. And I was like, I'm a new manager. I'm going to deal with this situation. No one's going to push me around. And I was like, so psyching myself up to do it. I actually forgot to prepare to, you know, to really, really prepare and put down the days that she was absent. But I knew she was often. And I called her in and she was actually an older lady, Mrs. Peel. <laughs> Never forget. And she was like, yes. And I was like, can you have a seat? I want to talk to you about something about your absences and lates recently. It's been extensive. And she's like, she just looked at me dead in my face and was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was late last week because I told you I had car issues. Remember that? And I was like, uh, yeah. And she was like, on Friday, I had a funeral. Don't you remember that? And so when else are you talking about? And I just went blank. Wow. I couldn't remember any time. I couldn't remember anything. And before I could even get my words together, she stood up and said, I have work to do. If you need me, I'll be in my office. And she dismissed herself. 
I, I was so embarrassed. Of course, mm. nobody there with me, but I knew. I was like, oh my God, I broke this cardinal rule that whether it's a client meeting or an employee meeting or something that's important or you're pitching an idea or a sales pitch or you, you know, whatever it is that you're doing or even to a bank, you're trying to get a loan, you need to be prepared. Yeah because you don't know what game that other person is bringing. And that day she had me and I was like, wow, that didn't go well. And I was like, that is never going to happen to me again. So, so I'm so interested in this. So, so you're sat there and she gets up and she says, if you need me, what happens next? She just walked out, uh, went back to her office and started like typing at her computer. Cause I could see her from my office. Right. And she just typed on her computer and I sat down there slumped in my chair, like, Oh my God, mm. how could I've let this happen? I just told myself and psyched myself up that I am the senior manager. You know, I'm in charge of this department. I'm going to take hold of the situation, but I didn't do it mm. properly, you know, and I couldn't believe I'd missed that step. So I just sat down there reflecting mm. of how poor, that meeting went and I was just like thank god there was nobody else there I would have been so embarrassed mm. um, so we was just sitting down there you know just kind of being like oh my god <laughs> I just took it all in I just took it all in and then I shook myself off I was like let me go get a cup of coffee my second one for the day and then start the day all over again <laughs> no it's great and you know what? again it's so important what you're saying about two things so one is you know, the preparation for anything, whether it, like you said, you went into the detail of whether it's a bank loan, you're talking to someone, preparation is so key. You know, if you're an athlete, anything, you need to prepare. And then something came out when you were just talking, which was something around a reflecting, which is what I do, and I know you do as well. And just quickly, it's, it's not on our, on our list, but what what's important about reflecting to you? Is that something that's sort of like a superpower? For sure. Um I think that reflection is the way that you grow. Because mm. if you're not seeing yourself clearly, then you don't know what you can tweak. Mm. And I mean, not every situation is, is a disaster. Yeah. But when you reflect on what you could have done differently or better or stronger or less, you know, it, it really changes the game. And then you can just change it next time. Yeah. So you're just learning. Yeah. It's like one of those it's like one of those cars that, you know, remember the seats, the what your <laughs> position is like. It's like, okay, the situation's happening again. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, it's great. And thanks for sharing that. That's so important. And, you know, the whole point of this is people like yourself, you know, a lot of the live gymmers listening to this, you know, they really want to hear what you're up to, you know, how you got on your journey. And I think that's such a great example of, of reflection but not just that in terms of preparing for anything whether it's a meeting don't just assume make sure you're ready for for your meetings and ready for, to be in the game um all right cool so tell us about or share with me share with us um you know that time when you've had i don't know if you've ever been there you know something's happened and i call it the goosebumps moment where you just get so inspired you know and you, you know, your paws just raise and you're just like, wow, this is so inspiring. Can you share something that's happened? So because I, the CEO role is still relatively new for me, mm. it's still something that um, amazes me all the time. And when I think about goosebumps moments, I think about that day when I found out I got the job. Mm. And it's so funny that we're so intertwined, but you were the one who called me. You know, I don't know if you remember, you were like, hey, um, just calling to let you know, you know, you got the job, you did it. And at that very moment, I had just come home just trying to like 
day that happened mm. and I was looking out at like the most beautiful sunset on my porch and so I just got now to the porch and you called so the whole time that we spoke I was looking at this like amazing sunset hearing this <laughs> amazing news and I just got goosebumps and I was like oh my god so when I got off the phone with you I literally like hung up and just sat down I sat down mm. I was still I was silent I didn't call anybody I didn't call my mom or my dad or sisters or anybody and be like oh my god I got it you know I just sat with myself yeah and I was just grateful you know I, I said some moments of gratitude and I just sat and watched the rest of the sunset because I, I do believe that you know sometimes it is in the silence that we find answers and in having those quiet moments we can chart our our next steps mm. so it, after in that moment I actually started to be like okay Let's bring back the same things we were talking two weeks ago. What is my first day going to look like? Oh, my God, what am I going to wear? Do I have anything <laughs> that I want to wear? And I started thinking of all of those things. And I probably stayed on on my porch for like a good hour before I actually called anybody. Wow. So that would, that would be my moment there in the, yeah. the last like, two years. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a big one because I think, you know, as you said, and rightly so, in 26 years in the history of BOSS and you know, for for our listeners who don't know about Boss, Boss is just so innovative. You know, started with, with Chris Campbell, went on to um, Bobby Campbell, and then since then they've had a bunch of different CEOs. But in that history, um, in the 26-year history, they've never had a female CEO. Um, and not just that, you were going up against another candidate who had years of experience, a really good guy, you know, wealth yeah. of knowledge, and you were working on the same level in terms of senior management. Um, and, and then you landed it. So I think there's a lot more to it than, you know, it just being a CEO, it was the first female. And I think in Trinidad, there isn't, and the Caribbean, there isn't many female CEOs. Am I right? Correct. I mean, the number I think over time continues to grow, mm -hmm. but it is, it's a small pool of people. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and, and since you've been in the role, you know, because again, you, you said something there, gratitude, you know, all these things, gratitude, reflection. Since you've been in the role, has there been anything that sort of jumped out at you in terms of the transition from that senior role to really, really running the whole company? Is there anything you could think of that's really jumped out at you? I just think it's it's at the end of the day, it's amazing to know how many more moving parts there are when you get to that level. Mm. All the problems from all the levels, you know, it can, it can get as low as, you know, dealing in the warehouse and, you know, different <laughs> sections are too dirty, you know, and, and they're unclean and unsanitary sometimes, <laughs> all the way to, you know, US funds issues, because, you know, we have a, a challenge in Trinidad with that, yeah. and, you know, customer issues. So it's, it's just a broader perspective. I mean, previously from being in HR, I see a lot and I saw a lot. And, you know, um, this is just a, a much macro a much more macro view right. of the company and it's just such a wide range so that's just one thing that's like wow you know yeah it's like a meta view right you kind of you 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 hover over the whole company and you're seeing everything that's going on difficult stuff it's that it's that meta view that you've got um correct now that's interesting that's really interesting and thanks for sharing that because as you know i'm a coach um i've been mm -hmm. coached and continue to be coached as well and I'm a firm believer in, I don't believe everyone needs a coach, but I think we, we highly benefit from having a coach 
slash mentor. Coaching is completely different. It's all about the here and the now moving forward. And I'm a massive fan of it. Obviously, I'm a life coach. I do all that kind of stuff as well. But is there someone there that's working with you? Is there a coach or a mentor that you, you're working with currently? I think there is not one consistent person who I work with. Um, over my entire career, I've always had different coaches. Mm. Some have been my bosses and some have been other people that I've admired or we just kind of spent a lot of time doing the same charity work or whatever the case right. is. And so now I have a couple different people who I you know, get advice from and call and go to lunch with and talk through problems. Um, you know, one's a female CEO, one's a business owner who helps me a lot with inventory, you know, one's in corporate banking and she just lends a different perspective. Mm. You know, one guy is like 65, the one of the ladies, she's in her 50s and the other one is in her 40s. Wow. So three of them kind of fill the needs that I have and I know which one to reach out for different situations. Mm. But... I always make sure that I have people in my life who I believe in certain areas are smarter than I am, yeah. whether it's because they have more experience and they've just been able to glean it better, or some people are just more intelligent. They see things differently, or they have a slightly more analytical mind. And mm. I try to lend on the strengths of others that either I don't have or that can complement me. But I think if, if you don't surround yourself with people who make you level up, it's it's just a tragedy, <laughs> if I could use yeah. that word. I, I do believe that coaching is so important. Yeah, and it sounds like you've got, you know, you've got a nice variety of people who you can rely on. Uh, it sounds a bit of a mastermind group, maybe not necessarily connected, um, but yeah. sort of, uh, you know, individual uh, people you could reach out to. And I've, I've had this, so I saw, you know, I love in, um, inspirational quotes, and I saw one the other um, if you're the most intelligent person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought, wow, you know, when I saw that, because I, I've worked in a lot of corporate companies um, and I've seen where the leader of the company or of the um, of the department just seems to think that they are the most knowledgeable. And people like, you know, I've worked with Bobby. Bobby, who's the owner of... of um, of boss he's very very much into you know whenever I've spoken to him about you how's Jane getting on what's Jane Jane's up to Jane's doing fantastically well and she continues to drive make mistakes do cool things create mm -hmm. create new ideas and that's what's good about it because you are going to make mistakes you are going to deliver some cool results but it's yeah. it's not just about being the most important or the most knowledgeable person in that room I totally agree um What's one thing, Jane, <laughs> what's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Um, I, I wish that I knew that, that I was doing the right things. Mm. Like, I feel like I was stumbling around in the dark, asking for so much help and advice from people. Mm. Uh, because when I, you know, even though I did my master's, I didn't have a lot of experience at that time. Right. So going into the working world, being a young new manager early on in my career was very hard. Mm. 
and I stumbled a lot. And so I reached out to people. And in those moments, I felt like, why am I just reaching out to people? I'm burdening people. I must be frustrating them. I'm sure at some point they're going to stop taking my calls. <laughs> I should try to do something differently. But it was the perfect thing for me to do. I mean, that's in essence, I was looking for a coach and I had mm. many people around me, you know, mm. who gave great advice. Some people were literally my same age or maybe a year older, but because they had had four years experience where I had like three months, they were just more advanced than I was in that area. And they, they lended so much support. And I felt guilty for that for a long time. You know, yeah. I shouldn't be reaching out. I should know. I don't know how I was supposed to know, but I felt like I should have. And um, now when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, thank God I reached out. What? I don't know what I would have done if I didn't, because there's some things that you don't get taught yeah. at school or in a book. You know, it's, um, it's the actual experience and living something through someone else's experience really helped me along the way i just felt like that that i was cheating or that i was burdening people so i wish i knew that somebody just told me and said that's what a coach does <laughs> you're gonna be okay such great value um thank you so much for sharing that and what's one thing from that experience about not knowing and not trusting your intuition and things like that that you would like to share to someone who's either starting their journey now or on their journey what I would say is that reach out to a coach. And I was fortunate enough to have a lot of people surrounding me, a lot of free people. <laughs> now, coaching is not free, but you can always balance it. I mean, if you don't have um, good, you know, centered, experienced people around you, um, it's probably better if you do find a coach because you are the smartest person in the room in some cases. And, and that's okay. But that means you have to level up and look outside your circle. Mm. So I, I think it's so critical because sometimes you will come home and you will share your problems or your issues with your partner. And that may not be the best thing for one, the relationship, or two, they may not have the right skill set. So you really have to look in your group of friends, extended friends, associates, um, and really ask yourself, do I have the right people to help me on this journey to better myself? You know, that's so, so valuable. And to, to all the life gymmers listening to this, the thing that really stands out for me is there was a couple of things. So the first thing is, if it's free, great, utilize it, <laughs> which is so good. Um, not just that, you know, just like we we all invest in our, the type of foods that we eat or we go to the gym, why don't we invest in our mindset? And if that's for paying for a coach or utilizing some investment around mindset work, then again, do that. Um, because I think that's so important and you're talking about coaching and I love it, but you also mentioned earlier on having these people around you that really give you a different perspective on how you see things. And I'm sure they challenge you as well. Yeah. Okay. This is a real, uh, this is one of my favorite questions and I know you're just going to knock this one out of the park. So <laughs> this is how do you deal with your inner critic? You know, the voice of self-doubt that tells everyone has it unless I'm going crazy, but that voice that says yeah. you can do, you can't do, you know, how do you deal with that? So I would definitely say that I talked it, you know, <laughs> like what feels like a crazy person, you know, you have those. <laughs> those like why do you think you could do this like that sounds stupid I have to say no listen you whatever you I haven't actually called it a name by the uh -huh. way which I don't know is more crazy or less crazy but I literally tell myself Jane 
you got this. You are mm. okay. You are strong enough. You are smart enough. And if not, you know someone to help you with the answers. And, you know, I have to have a full conversation sometimes yeah. because depending on the situation and how out of your element you are, um, it can get really dark and scary. And you can feel like, why was I chosen? Whether it be a promotion or whether it be some sort of other, you know, foreign award or you get asked to speak somewhere. It's like, mm. why am I the one? I shouldn't even be here, you know? You really have to talk yourself through it and talk yourself out of it, you yeah. know, because it, it's sometimes difficult. Yes, you know, you can have that conversation with someone else and that's also helpful. But I start with talking to myself first and, you know, if I can't and I feel like I need to get it off my chest with somebody else, I will talk to one of my friends um, and say, you know, this I'm feeling kind of, you know, shitty about this. Um, and they will reassure me and see some of the things I know is true. Like, Jane, you've gotten this far because of your degree or your experience or you worked hard. And I'm like, oh, thanks, <laughs> friend, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, my friends actually don't lie to me, which is good. If your friends have lied to you, don't go to your friends. <laughs> yeah, you, then you've got the wrong friend circle, right? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> need to revamp that you definitely need to revamp that and and i think you know from what you were saying just now i think what's important is uh, it sounds like self-awareness self-awareness mm -hmm. really kicks in for you and and in the coaching world and i'm sure other people could recognize this but in the coaching world there's something called your saboteur and that's we call it you're in a critic we call it the voice of self-doubt we know mm -hmm. it as this as the saboteur which i've spoken to you about before as well um yeah but that self-awareness and so I'm, I'm i'm really intrigued by this so is it that so so maybe the, let, me, let me not lead with this but when that voice starts to kick in how does that work so the self-awareness kicks in and then you just start that convo yeah like instantly like sometimes you you know it's sometimes you could just be cooking dinner you could yeah. be driving in the car like you could be in the shower it happens anyway it's this yeah. this tape playing in the back of your mind that kind of says you're not good enough right. <laughs> no and all of a sudden i mean sometimes you go down this road no i'm not good enough how did i even get here who put me mm. here you know and you kind of walk along the road with that you know saboteur and all of a sudden you know you have to be like wait i remember this no stop you know i literally there was a couple times um in the past where i actually had to visualize like a stop sign because i used to say so many negative things about myself wow. um and it's it was hard because you know when you grow up and you know i wasn't the smartest person in my high school and i used to get c's very regularly and i was very playful so i didn't come from a place where i was the smartest so being where i am now sometimes feels strange mm. so my inner saboteur definitely is like do you really think you're going to be successful so i have to check myself and that's when i say stop and then I was like, no, I got this job for a reason. I was asked to speak at this engagement for a reason. I have something to give, even if it's one person, help one person do one thing well, and I can do it. And it's like stopping that negative voice in its tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and this is so important. And again, from someone who's the CEO of, of, a, of, of a large company, and, and so I, I love this. And I think if we can just flush this out a little bit more. So if there was a couple of tips you can give anyone, because Jane, so many people go through this. So yeah. many people, no one talks about it enough. You know, people mm -hmm. suffer. I love the whole stop sign because I was sort of seeing red as soon as you said you said that. Yeah. Um, Self-awareness, stop sign. What's a couple of tips? So, you know, young adults, teens, you know, people going through this, 
you know, if, if you'd be willing to share, you know, with our listeners, what's some, a couple of tips you can give, you can give, that'd be really, really useful. So I think you first have to identify that voice mm-hmm. because there, there's always, hopefully, two sides to that. You know, how often is that negative voice there? Do you believe that voice or is there a part of you that believes you can be better? And it's to identify the differences of when that other voice takes over the negative self-talk and you have to identify when it starts happening. And mm. For some people, it's different triggers. Like when, you know, that negative side starts taking over, sometimes your partners realize it or your friends are like, wow, you seem really down. And and you may not realize it, but you Mm. don't laugh as much or you don't talk as much. I mean, a a long time ago, um, whenever I wake up in the morning, like I sing and I'm very loud (laughs) and boisterous. Morning routine. um, Morning routine, (laughs) you know. And when I'm under stress, I don't sing Mm. at all. You know, and I remember someone saying at the time, like, are you okay? You're not singing. I mean, I never know the words to most songs and they they find find it annoying, but they're like, how come you stopped? And that was a sign for me, Mm. you know, that there's something wrong. And so sometimes we don't realize when we're going down a little mini spiral and it's important to figure out the triggers, figure out how it represents itself in your life and then do something different. Yeah. So it sounds good. So just to summarize, it sounds like you're saying, so acknowledge it, which is the self-awareness. Um, as you acknowledge that, that, that voice, and some people have many more voices than that, you then um, put something in place, whether that might be someone to help you or the stop sign, you know, that kind of visual to take control of you because it's, it's, it's your thoughts. You control it, right? Yeah. That's excellent. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. That was a really, really good topic to cover off. Um, mm mm-hmm. This is interesting. So what do you want to achieve in the next 12 months? I think I, I just want to stay the course at being um, a great CEO, um, mm-hmm. a great leader. Like I definitely want to continue to excel to keep the company in profitability. So obviously that new CEO role, it's still new and I still can be successful. And I still need to push at that because, I mean, things go horribly wrong. They won't. But literally, if something ended tomorrow, the job ended tomorrow, I did something and I got fired, let's say, I would have only been a CEO for a year and a half. Mm. That's nothing. (laughs) So I need to. So my future career does still depend on doing a solid job over Mm. an extended period of time because I was in HR and now I'm a CEO. So I, I just feel like my focus needs to be just doing a good job at this role right now. So really being focused on the now. And that's really important to me. Yeah. Um, slightly more specific, I really would love to be the Amazon of the Caribbean in office supplies. Wow. And, okay. um, you know, we finally got the website up and running, you know, accepting credit cards and we're getting purchases. And from month to month, it's growing. And we haven't been promoting it very much because we're still working out some bugs, you know, with Jonathan. And, you know, I, I really think that we have the ability to do something great because we already do sell to 10 other Caribbean islands so it's possible it's within my reach and I think that if we continue to work towards it something great could come out of it yeah and I love the specifics because so so for any of the viewers who sorry I keep saying viewers like they're seeing this any of (laughs) they're not hopefully any of the (laughs) listeners who are thinking hang on what credit card you know do you mind just giving a real quick insight into why this is such a major step in terms of taking credit card payments 
So in, in the Caribbean, or specifically in Trinidad, I mean, yes, there are several companies that have advanced and take payments online, but this is still a relatively new area for right. us. We still do a lot of banking in a bank. You know, I mean, I do online banking, but online banking is still not new, new, but it's still yeah. a big step. A lot of our competitors, you know, we have many competitors, only about two of them have an online store. Um, and one of them accepts credit card payments. So it, it's a big thing for the Caribbean and for Trinidad specifically, mm. even though they are and have been companies in Trinidad and the Caribbean doing it for years. They're not a, a vast amount. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's amazing because one thing about Boston, one of these things that you've obviously really been pushing is that so you've had a vision of right listen we need to be ahead of the game we need to open up one of our revenue streams needs to be someone just clicking online um getting you know a price uh payment goes through and of course that's going to come okay cool so how are you feeling good i'm this, feeling good i really appreciate you being on the show so this brings me on to my and i keep saying this but this is actually my favorite part i call it rapid cue so obviously if anyone thinking what the hell is this it's basically quick questions jane's got about 30 seconds or less um if you need to go over please go over we've got lots of time um yeah. and this is really all about you a few questions so let's go um okay jane so share with us your favorite quote easy jim collin good is the enemy of great Oh, wow. That's powerful. Mm -hmm. I'm just writing that down. Let me just take that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, favorite book? So it's actually by Jim Collins where I got that quote, and it's good to great. Good to great. Okay. Um, favorite mantra? You can only do your best, and your best is good enough. Okay, I love that. Do you say that much? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I used to say it a lot more, but now it's kind of ingrained. Right. It's it's the whole concept about, you know, beating up on yourself and not doing, you know, good enough. But it's like, if you're doing your best, how can you do better than your best if your best is your best? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It, it makes a lot of sense, yeah. And, you know, I, I love mantras and, you know, people call it different things. But, you know, I just think the way you've just explained that makes a lot of sense. And if someone was repeating that over and over again, you know, you could only do your best. It, it's simple as that, right? So it's a lovely mantra. All right, favorite artist, and I've left this broad. It can be a music artist, it can be something else, but favorite artist? Yeah, I thought music. So I would say Taylor Swift and James Taylor. Like, okay. I really like both of them. They're in the country genre, but they're years apart, but I really do like both of them. Do, do any of them form <laughs> part of your morning routine when you, before you talk to your dad in your car? Of course. Good, <laughs> I think I have all of Taylor Swift's albums, like, saved on lock. Okay, great. I love that. Okay, one app you can't go without. And this can be any app, social media, whatever it's, it is. Oh my God, no, it's actually Google Calendar. I love Google Calendar. Really? I don't think I've got Google Calendar. I'm just... I, can, I, can, I can color code my life, meetings, you know, um, I even send requests to my boyfriend if we're like going on a trip or we have something planned, I'll just add his email and send him an invitation. <laughs> and so he, he'll uh, have it pop up and he'll do the same thing for me. Oh, and I'll just see something, you know, dinner with, um, dinner with fam. And I'm like, we have dinner, <laughs> you know, I have dinner, you know, and it's just, it's just easy. I do it with my friends. I do it for myself, but you know, it's, I think it's great. And I love color coding. I love it. Google Calendar. 
Okay, cool. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Um, I think that would be from one of my old bosses at Scotia, Mr. Degans. He mm -hmm. always used to say, like, in a state of panic, sometimes it's better to do nothing. And I was always frustrated by that answer. Mm. Because I was like, what do you mean do nothing? Like, I have to. He's like, honestly, sometimes problems resolve itself. Mm. So just take, give it a night, you know? And obviously, there's some problems you can't yeah. give it a night, you know? Obviously, this is contextual. Absolutely. But um, but at the same time, his, his thinking was just don't rush, especially mm. when you're not thinking clearly. And I swear, almost every time I implemented that strategy, it resolved itself. Like by the next day, like somebody stepped in and, and they would have taken responsibility for something that happened. And, it, and it's always helped me. Oh, mate, I absolutely love that one. And you're right. It's like, okay, the house is on fire. Okay, I'll just leave. <laughs> no, right? I get that. Right. But, but... No, not that. Doesn't apply. <laughs> it doesn't apply. But it is literally, just take a minute, you know. I added, yeah. So when I went for my coach and stuff, one of the things my coach said to me was, I just used to react and react and react. And it just reminded me of that. And one of the things we came up with was take a minute. Just take a minute. Yes. Let, love let's that. see what happens, right? That's brilliant. I love that one. Okay. The best advice you can give anyone? I would say that it was, it's just like the flight attendant say, help yourself before others in your care. Mm. And it's the whole thought about self care is important and making sure that you're not suffering and trying to help everyone and then you don't give the best support mm. and this is something that i see a lot with and i'm not a mother but i see a lot of mothers out there um give and give and give and they do everything for their children and their yeah. spouses and their you know family and they like run themselves ragged they get flus you know some people have mental breakdowns and they just some of them just don't look good yeah. when they when they get out of bed and they can they even when they kind of put on their clothes and stuff and they go outside they just look tired yeah. and functioning becomes difficult for them and the quality of themselves is not their best for the people around them and if you apply that into a working sense you know you can't help your peers or your employees if you're feeling overwhelmed you know so self-care whether it's going to the gym whether it is taking you know uh breaks and going on vacations or you know, whatever it is that, that makes you feel happy getting massages you know mm. um so i think just self-care is important because some people lose sight of that yeah i love it and i think what what's important from what you're saying is you know from that one statement you know put on your oxygen mask first before you help anyone else you Correct. then broke it down yeah. into self-care and all so so that's really valuable and thank you so much for sharing it okay jane listen it's been brilliant absolutely brilliant and as we're we're wrapping up now coming to the end um what would you you know what are you up to right now whether it's work or personally you know just share some cool things that you're up to right now um, I'm redoing my bedroom. I hate decorating, <laughs> but I am, <laughs> I'm doing it and it's looking so much better than it did a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that's great. I'm also going to San Francisco in a month and a half and I'm super excited about that, planning all the different stages. Nice. Um, as I've said, working, just trying to enjoy my life, you know, working hard, having fun. Okay. That's great. Um, and finally, I guess, look, this is your opportunity to plug boss or yourself or product or something. 
Um, so if, if, if anyone wanted to get hold of you, wanted to get in touch for more advice, the company, this is your opportunity. So, so it's yours. Go on. You go ahead. So you can reach me, um, whether it's Gmail at Jane White, but it's actually spelt W-I-G-H-T 21 at Gmail or on um, Instagram, Jane White 2106 or on LinkedIn, Jane White. And I'm definitely open to helping. I love mentoring people as well, because I think as much as, you know, you give, you get. So reach out to me, boss's website is www.bosstrendad.com for all your stationary needs. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited and I'm glad to have done this. And I really appreciate the invitation to podcast Kev P. Martin. <laughs> Kev P. Martin. <laughs> Uh, Jay, listen, it's been amazing having you on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, and you know, especially it's the first uh, episode of the new format. And I just knew you'd be perfect for this. So thank you so much for being on. Um, You're welcome. Just so our listeners know, what I will be doing is be putting in the book that you recommended. But anything else, obviously, the website for Boss and whatnot and your contact details so they can have access to that without having to listen to the whole thing um easily accessible and jane thank you so much for being on the live gym you're welcome have a great night take care bye-bye hope you enjoyed today's session so here's my one call to action for you guys if you rate our podcast then head over to apple podcasts and spotify to subscribe leave a review and give us a five-star rating when you do that we'll give you a shout out on a future episode as top of our tribe Join our society for Q&A, meet your fellow life gymmers where we work out life together. You can find us daily at Instagram, kevin.p.martin, Facebook, kevin.p.martincoach, or our website, kevinpmartin.com.